The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com, welcome to a brand new episode. Name of the episode is I Can Relate. Uh, yes, the whole gang, not in, our, not in the basement, but in all of our own collective basements. And uh, the technology, it's getting better, and uh, I, I think we're doing pretty good under the circumstances, <laughs> all of us being in our own cribs. Uh, but uh, we're having a good time, and it's always good to talk to these guys, and we hope that you enjoy hearing us get together. It's like a family, you know, and you're part of it. Speaking of which, uh, thank you to our uh, family on Patreon. Uh, really appreciate that. Um, it's uh, patreon.com slash geekshowpodcast. We've been putting out original content, stuff that you won't hear on this free podcast uh, or see on this free podcast. There's videos and things like that happening there as well. Uh, so thank you for uh, helping to support this show through our Patreon. Patreon.com slash geekshowpodcast. Type out the entire Geek Show podcast, otherwise you go to a bad place. And uh, like I said, this show continues to be free because of our fine, fine sponsors like Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. New issues are coming in every week now, and we talk about that in the episode coming up. Hold service is free. With that, you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. All right, let's get to this brand new episode. I can relate. Pleased to enjoy. And welcome to all of our respective basements. Yeah. 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 Mine's mine's a rumpus room. A rumpus room? Mm -hmm. Wow. Look at this wood. You fight with your brothers in there? You call your you call your laundry rumpus these days? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, I gotta get this rump. I gotta get this romper out of the rumpus room. I gotta change my. Rumpus, I'll be back. Let the wild rumpus begin. <laughs> Laundry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ugh, terrible. He has a rumpus room. He's Lee George Cade. Man, I had all these things I was going to talk about, about how amazing my life is and how great things are. And then last night, I watched something that just put my jaw on the ground. No, it was not police brutality. It was this fantastic fucking video that for like the entire time I was watching it, I just, I was happy. I was in the groove. I was like, oh my God, the world is not terrible. Jay Whitaker, your full Whitaker Friday, your full uh, Fred the Friday videos are amazing. They are so good. Your production values are just off the chart. Your content is off the chart. I was so goddamn deliriously happy for a few minutes. So kudos to you, sir. You are doing amazing work. I appreciate it. Full Feather Friday. It's it's really seriously, um, I've been doing a lot of video production lately. It is hard, hard work, and you are just literally, oh, man. Crushing was, it. It was great. It's professional-level stuff, so um, people, it's it's good. It's so good. That's very kind of you, Lee. I do I'm, appreciate it. I do appreciate every, everybody supporting it. it it's, all, it's, uh, it's my healthy distraction right now. No, it's... <laughs> It's it's beautiful work and like Rachel and I were talking about it while we're walking out this morning. We're like, that's that's seriously. She's been listening to a lot of podcasts with different people that are trying to, you know, increase awareness in the sciences and other fields. And it's like, here's this incredibly engaging, thoroughly entertaining, 
amazingly produced video and I learned about the the vampire parrot and it was so <laughs> cool. So, you know, kudos, man. That's amazing work. Thanks, dude. It is Thanks. his dis- it is his distraction. He is Jay Whitaker. Hey, um <laughs> Uh, sorry if my voice is tired uh, to the Geek Show listeners. Um, I have been responding to about 385 texts, DMs, emails, reblogs, uh, uh, LinkedIn messages on how to be a better ally. Um, I appreciate it. We have, um, I don't speak for all black people, but I just want to give this message you to you right now while I have this platform. Um Checking in on your black friends is very appreciated. We do appreciate it. But don't think that it ends racism. Please do your research. <laughs> yep. Yep. I checked on my black friend. Racism doesn't exist so anymore. So we're good no. now, right? I can yeah, go so back we're downtown. Good now. We're done. Uh, yeah. Th- yeah, so please continue to educate yourselves on what has been going on. Please continue to educate what I have been outraged for 30-plus uh, years. Uh, and I know it's been about 30 plus days for some of y'all that you're just figuring this out, showing up very late to the party. Um, we appreciate you wanting to be an ally. Don't worry. There is not a cookout. There never was a cookout. We're sorry about making fun of your potato salad. We just were so we just had nothing else to do because no one was doing it. And uh, we appreciate these sentiments. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Jay Whitaker, Full Feather Fridays. I love you all. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you, Jay. I think I can... the giant sigh pretty much sums it up. Yeah. I just love that I'm never, ever in my life going to have a context where I can relate to what you just said. I feel what you're saying. I feel the anguish. But never in my entire life is there going to be a situation that happens on a global scale where people are like, oh, you know what? Let's check on Lee. Because you know, you know he's hey, he's my only hey, Lee friend. Yeah. That's that's a teaching moment, Lee. That's a teaching moment. That's why yes, I brought cause, it up. Because ally friends, when you when you when you respond with, oh, I can imagine. No, I can no. understand. No, you can't. I can relate. No. Woo! Careful. No. <laughs> Careful. No. No. We we had a we had a talk. I remember that day that you got pulled over driving up to Carrie's house, and you're just yep. like, you know, seriously, the only reason why I got pulled over is because they said I matched the description of a suspect in a crime. Driving while black. Yeah, and I was just like, you know what? Escape. I yeah. will never in my fucking life ever experience that. Yep. So, yeah, I can't relate. I can't imagine. It's just not going to happen. So, he is um, a walking, living, breathing teaching moment. He is Shannon Barnson. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get it? Yo, a okay, that was solid. <laughs> we broke so much tension right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got a fun, what you call it, a healthy distraction? I need one of those. <laughs> All my distractions are very unhealthy right now. <laughs> uh, I am super fucking tired as well because my pit bull, my vicious pit bull, you all know her, Tilly. Mm-hmm. She'll, she'll lick your skin off you. Uh, <laughs> has morphed into a fussy baby Aww. With, Aww. Her, with her medical issues. She's walking around a little bit better. That's good. But... She doesn't sleep through the night, and she's, uh, it's seriously like having a fussy baby, because she wakes up, she'll go like, oh, and then no. go, and then go, oh, oh, <laughs> what? She barks so loud, and oh. she's figured out that it's, it's like a baby now. You know, like a, a baby starts crying, mm-hmm. and you have to go, 
Do you need to poop? Do you need to pee? Do you need some water? Do you need some food? I have to go through that cycle. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, I think she's, I think she's hurting sometimes, but she's just like. You should get one of those sandboards that people make. You should get one of those sandboards that people make where it says like, hello, outside. Yes. No. Mom. <laughs> and like the dog knows which button to hit for what they want. I, 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 I love her. She's sweet, but she's not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> she's always but, offering a helpful uh, workaround. She's Rebecca Frost, everyone. Uh, yeah. So I got a fancy new label maker. And the first thing I've decided to print, I've, I'm going to label myself a dumb bitch, but it's got <laughs> All right. a flower wow. border. Oh, that's nice. That's, gonna... Hey, I could use one of those if I ever go back to my job. Want me to print you one? <laughs> print you a dumb bitch label? No, where'd you get that? <laughs> you you got to let me know what... Just target. Yeah. I just got yeah. it at Target. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. That's, and he... that's what I've got. Thank you. Uh, you don't even want to your Twitter or anything? Oh, at Joss Whelan. Okay. All right. Uh, he is... <laughs> He's been remarkably calm and silent during this entire exchange. He's the producer and designated driver of the program. He is Quad T to Tall Tony. I was hoping the first label that you were going to make was a label that said label maker, and you put it on your label maker. (laughs) Oh, no. That's next. That's next. All right. Uh, Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony or on the Gadget Spot. And I see you've put that right on your forehead, Rebecca. Mm -hmm. Well. Mm Okay. <laughs> I, guess and, admit it, I guess admitting it's the first step. That's I, what they always say, right? I, I yeah. guess. But, uh, and we have a host, Mr. Kerry Jackson. Oh, hi there. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 11, x96.com. Still from my basement. Even though the rest of the workers have been called in, we politely declined. Now, what was the, uh, what was the terminology that was used, that oh-so-human term that was used? <laughs> well, I I used it. I'm sorry. I, oh, that wasn't that wasn't the official terminology no. that was used. <laughs> no, the, no, that term, uh, human yeah. capital stock, was used yes. by one of uh, Orange 45's uh, financial people on Fox News. Uh, so he said he said our human that? capital stock is is going back to work. What? That just sounds like they said yeah. those words. Like, yeah, it sounds like cattle. Corporations are people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, human also. Also, keep in mind that you don't want to you don't want to leave your human capital stock too long in the smokehouse, or it'll get tough. <laughs> don't leave the doors open to the barn. The human capital stock might get out at night. That's right. All right, let's begin with something nice. How about that? Are, we, are they turning us into Soylent? <laughs> Soylent. <laughs> it's people. I think Soylent Green does take place in the year 2020. Uh, you you may want to look that up. Um, that's uh, that's just what we need. Oh, we're gonna start. We're gonna start with a letter. Oh. <gasps> oh. And and uh, Tony, I've got the jingle. Thank you. Oh, phew. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Good. Letters. Sometimes we get letters, and then we answer them. There you go. God damn, that's a good song. Tony, what? you've uh, this quarantine stuff's really written you out of a job, hasn't it? Well, no. out of out of some jobs and into others. No, like, no, it hasn't. Uh, no, it hasn't. And as a matter of fact, I may have another one for him coming. There's there's plenty for old Tony to do. Don't worry about yeah. me. Old Tony's not worried one bit. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Now, it, this is it, what's funny is that uh, 
uh, uh, okay, here it is. Uh, greetings. I know this is a really short notice, but I have a huge favor. My daughter is a huge fan. Her name is uh, Dia Davis, although you probably know her as Villa Wolf. Hey! Yeah, yeah yes. she's awesome. Yeah. Uh, her birthday is June 8th, which uh, is during the, this week. That's Monday. And That's the day this episode drops. Yeah. Well, no, uh, Monday is the 6th. <laughs> is it? No, today's the, the sixth. sixth. Oh, yeah. today's the sixth. Okay. Uh, did, did you hear? Re- did, did you, you hear Rebecca's that? cats freaking out and she ran yeah. out of the room and slammed the door? Yes. yes. The cats were like fighting. <laughs> this is the second fight that she has broken up. Uh, That's amazing. That's why you only have connected. one, one cat. Yep. One cat. That was pretty cool. All right, let's try this again. Uh, <laughs> her birthday is June eighth. I want to do something awesome for her. Could you give her a shout-out? It would make her day. She is so special. She helps me take care of my husband, who has dementia for 24 years. She is also my rock with helping me with my tech stuff. It would mean so much to her. Thank you so much. Well, well there I mean, we go. What, is, what has she ha- ever done for oh. us? Happy birthday. <laughs> yes. Happy birthday, Vila Happy birthday. Happy birthday. She's really good about liking my one million memes I put out a day on Facebook. <laughs> no, she, she absolutely is one of the nicest people in the world. I mean, most of my interactions with her have been just through social media, but yeah. uh, just a fantastic, upstanding human being. And why wouldn't we give her a shout out on her birthday? Because exactly. she's amazing. She's, she's genuinely the genuine article. So mm-hmm. happy birthday. Happy Today. birthday. Today is my birthday, and my father said I can have anything I want. So there you go. <laughs> So when are we hey, going yo, over birthdays. to take care of all the housework for? Her? Like, uh, is, that, is that part of the deal? Whenever we sorry. do a shout out, oh, Can't. Uh, Rona, I don't Rona. Re- I don't remember uh, that clause yeah. in my okay. non-contract. All um, right, Rebecca, since you and I are the only human stock collateral, let's go clean a house. It's capital. Please. No, are you human capital? No, I've been working on my own duplex. I <laughs> fine. I'm fine. done. Fine. I'll be over in about an hour. I'll do everything. I'll baseboards. Right. I'm cleaning the windows, dishes. I'm doing everything. Guys, it's let's, a weird time to be a shit. landlord in the year 2020. I imagine. Uh, let's get to the broken news. Now, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Batwoman and uh, how they were going to continue the show. And yep. they were just going to recast Ruby Rose. Not no. so fast. Well. Not so fast. Um. They have decided that they're going to bring in a new character to be Batwoman. Which is dumb. Yeah, I I don't uh, understand it. The uh, uh, Kate Kane will be gone. You know, probably uh, Kate is off helping her mother in Nebraska. I don't know what the excuse will be. She went to boarding school. <laughs> but the uh, the uh, character, the new character, is named Ryan Wilder which I believe is a placeholder because I looked around and I couldn't find a Ryan Wilder in Batman mythos. Well, it's either a placeholder or they're just going to create a new character. Or, yeah. Uh, might, but it, uh, it could be that. I don't know. But I don't know. Let me describe the character, see if this sounds to you DC guys like anybody that you've heard of. Uh, Ryan Wilder, woman in her mid-twenties who is about to, be, about to become Batwoman. She's likable, messy, a little goofy, and untamed. 
She's Manic nothing. Pixie Batwoman? <laughs> She's nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who wore the bat suit before her. Uh, with no one in her uh, life to keep her on track, Ryan spent years as a drug runner, dodging the GCPD, and masking her pain with bad habits. A girl who would steal—a girl who would steal milk for an alley cat could also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan yeah. is the most oh, dangerous Jesus. type of fighter, highly skilled and widely undisciplined. An, an out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, and very much not your stereotypical all-American hero. So it's Harley Quinn. Kind <laughs> of sounds like uh. That's Harley Quinn they just described. Yeah. I like how they said goofy. You gotta throw that goofy. in there. She's goofy. Because if you use the word wacky, it sounds too childish. <laughs> and, if you, and if you call her Daffy, it's 1940s. So, uh, so, so like she, sh- she shoots her Gatling gun and goes up. She's just like, ooh. <laughs> her grapple, God, I hope grappling so. gun. <laughs> I hope that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. Anyway, so that's what's happening there. She's like, um, at the, she's got the Joker. She goes, a dumbass says what? What? <laughs> oh, I'm not falling for that one again. No. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, here's. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Mandalorian. Um, John Favreau has uh, said that uh, season two will debut in October on Disney Plus on schedule. He says we were lucky enough to have finished photography before the lockdown. For now. For now. No, he he says we finished photography before the lockdown. And uh, because of the way that they have the technology, um, they're able to do all their visual effects and editing and post-production remotely through uh, systems that have been set up by, you know, Lucasfilm and yeah. all those, all those, all those folks. As we explore partnering with new filmmakers and having new characters and going deeper with the characters we already have, it's been really fun and fulfilling. And I hope people are having a lot of fun uh, seeing it as we are making it. Um, yeah, season three that of course remains up in the air. Although uh, Gavin Newsom, governor of California, has said that uh, about June twelfth, maybe. People will be able to go back to the film industry as long as they follow certain guidelines that uh, he put together with the unions, like the, you know the filmmaking unions and all of that. I'm curious to see how the planned July tsunami will affect all of that. <laughs> yeah, was, that's true. I was going to say it's going to look weird in all of our movies and TV shows for the next year when everyone has masks on in every show. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, if, well, the Mandalorian, if, he's good. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He's already got it going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and a couple of things about. Pedro Pascal is that he is on the hook to be, uh, now I'm talking about season three now, of course, and that's years away, but at the time they would be shooting season three, he might be in it less because he's already committed to doing some Shakespeare thing somewhere. I can't recall what it is. So that means the Mandalorian will just have his mask on a lot more. Oh, him doing Shakespeare? Okay. Uh, Also, if you want an idea of how they're able to make these films... Watch that Disney Gallery because the latest episode was all about pre what they call previs previsual, yeah, and essentially, amazing. yeah, it was just fascinating because of this technology that they developed that Favreau helped develop when he was doing uh, Jungle Book and Lion King. The directors are able to, in a virtual space, block and direct the entire episode of The Mandalorian before they even go to the set. It's all done in animatics. It's it's kind of you know like shitty animation, but uh, it's just fascinating 
one of the directors on this latest latest episode was talking about how normally because she's done a lot of television normally they get about a week to block everything out before they start shooting and then about a week to shoot the episode and she said she had two months to work on just one episode of the mandalorian before they got into actually shooting so they knew every single step every single frame Mm -hmm. um as they wanted to shoot it which is probably why it looks so damn good and and what they do is they put on those like oculus masks and when they do that they're in a set and he's like i want my camera here i want the action to be here and i want ig88 to come down this way and you so know. so they just go out beforehand and photograph all the places they're going to shoot and then they upload it to a computer so that they can stand i'm using quotes in the middle of it to, well, to set most, up the shots or most of those sets about 75 to 80 percent of them are all digital i mean oh uh, oh okay you yeah, know wow. again you need you need to go and see this disney gallery and and see how yeah. they make how they're making these new star wars projects it's just fascinating they go yeah. into this place called the volume and, and that's your set and it's 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 a holodeck they're shooting in a holodeck yeah. And it is the future of the motion picture industry, and you're you're watching them as they're creating it. And they're talking about in this most recent episode the uh, the motion capture the motion volume suits that the actors were wearing to play the prison robots on the prison ship, mm-hmm. and how they were able to just take a you know twenty foot by twenty foot room, mask it off, get everybody in their mocap sh- suits, and just shoot that entire scene as it happened without using the volume even in that case so yeah it's just, it's just some fascinating stuff yeah you, you, you don't watch it drunk or you'll <laughs> <laughs> right you'll lose everything um and i'm reporting this it is still a rumor but i would like to see it uh it's not been confirmed of course we know that uh Rosario Dawson's going to be on season two, and everyone's saying Ahsoka Tano. I hope so, but I have no confirmation. It's just a rumor. But uh, they're also uh, saying that, um, uh, is it Kryze? K-R-Y-Z-E? Katie Sackhoff. Uh, oh, oh, it's uh, Bo-Katan is the character. Sorry. Yeah, she's the leader of the Night Owls. She's the, uh, she's the one that was leading the Mandalorians in those last four episodes of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the first season uh, cliffhanger ended revealing that uh, Moff Gideon, Giancarlo Exposito, now wielded the dark saber, and that the Empire practically wiped out the Mandalorian people. Uh, suffice to say, Bo-Katan's potential role in the Mandalorian could be interesting if it is, in fact, true. Well, she was the last person that had the dark saber. Um, she had it at the end of the Mandalorian story arc in Rebels. So it so, was handed to her so that she could unify the Mandalorians. With uh, Rosario Dawson, she's in season two, or she will be in season three. She's in season two, is what. The, so again, what I can't they, get confirmation what from they any say, source. What the that would be yeah. that would be amazing if if they shot her stuff and it's all in the can being worked on with special effects, and and the public still hasn't figured out who she's playing. That's that's impressive if that's the case. Like I said, they're being very good about keeping the secrets on this mm. one, and uh, which which is great because I love a surprise. Yeah, uh, I would just love to see her as Ahsoka Tano. I think that would just be awesome. There's uh, a picture of her from a Comic Con like seven or eight months ago where she's actually dual wielding lightsabers, and one of them she's actually got the Ahsoka Tano grip on the one, the backhanded saber. Oh yeah. So that's I think I think that's where the rumor mill started. Is like why would she be holding sabers specifically like that? Because like, well, she's a geek like us. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, she she loves Star Trek. She, you know. All right. Anyway, um, 
This uh, this sounds like a great project, but uh, it's we're going to go back to uh, recommending an older film with this. Now, um, the comic book is called Kill Them All. Uh, okay, scared. It's, uh, 19, <laughs> uh, it tells the story of a betrayed murderess on a revenge campaign and a hard-drinking former cop who team up to take down a crime lord. Uh, their nemesis rules from atop, here we go, a 15-story Miami high-rise, so the duo must go floor by floor, cutting through assassins, murderers, oh. luchador gang bosses, ex-boyfriends, and office workers. Okay. Now that now, sounds, you, you know that movie, right, Lee? Yeah, it's it's either The Raid, Redemption, or Judge Dredd. Or Dredd, so, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Dredd. Uh, but, but again, that's a great double feature, so we might have a triple feature. I want somebody to have the balls to make the movie where it's luchador gangsters going up the tower and kicking ass. Yeah, also, <laughs> Suplex. There's a there is a horizontal version of this movie, too. Snowpiercer. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just this one. It's yeah. a horizontal version. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there, a, wasn't there a second Raid Redemption as well? Wasn't there two yeah. of them? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we could have a quint, quint, quintuple feature. Hey, you could throw Die Hard in there. I mean, he didn't go up that many floors, but he was in a tower. <laughs> but yeah. uh, Victoria Mahoney. On. Vic, Come on. Victoria, Victoria Mahoney is going to uh, direct this. Uh, she's... Uh, directed, uh, she was uh, done quite a few uh, TV episodes like Power and American Crime, but she was hired as Rise of Skywalker's second unit director, uh, becoming the first woman and first person of color to tackle such a position for the Star Wars franchise. Uh, so yeah, that's a comic book that she is going to be adapting. Nice. Did it say who wrote, who wrote it? Uh, the comic book? Oh, yeah. I don't have that here. Kill, kill Them All is what it's, it's called? It's called Kill Them All. Yikes. Careful what site you type that in on, Tony. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh, put, yeah, put Google. comic book first. Yeah. Oni Press. Uh, Oni Press. Kyle Starks. Kyle oh, Starks. I like Oni Press. They put out yeah. some good stuff. Yeah, Oni does some good stuff. So, Oni Press. All right, so there you go. And finally this. Uh, Halle Berry joins Josh Gad in Moonfall. Is this, a, is this a James Bond uh, uh, parody? No, oh. no, that's what I was a, thinking too, Tony. <laughs> no, it's a serious uh, film. <laughs> oh, it's a serious with Josh yeah. Gad, huh? With Josh Gad? Yeah, Moonfall sees its plot go into action when the moon is knocked from its orbit by a mysterious force and is on a collision course with Earth. Life as we know it hangs in the balance with just weeks to go before impact. A ragtag team is sent on a seemingly impossible mission to land on the lunar surface and save humanity. Armageddon. And, uh, yeah. Are, uh, you sure you, <laughs> are you sure you didn't mean Dwayne Johnson, not Josh Gad? This seems like a Dwayne Johnson vehicle no, to me. No, 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 because Josh Gad is playing the eccentric genius that deduces that the moon has fallen out of orbit. Oh, I, I thought it he was playing. It doesn't take a genius. Look up in the sky. He looks up and goes, oh, look up. Oh, moon not there. Hey, that's lower. I I think that shit's falling. I thought he was playing the thoroughly relatable Okay, Chicken Little. Yeah. No, fucking look at it. Uh, It's fine. It keeps getting bigger. Look at it. This is from from Roland Emmerich. uh, Of course it Um, is. Okay, on board. On board. You said it was serious, you liar. Yeah, you said it was serious. <laughs> yeah, you know all they do is Three Stooges movies. Uh, yeah. Without, he, uh, without the xenophobia. 
He, of course, is famous for destroying earthly landmarks, uh, Independence Day, Day After Tomorrow. Uh, Halle Berry will play the <laughs> scripts, yeah. Halle Berry will play the <laughs> astronaut turned NASA administrator whose previous mission holds a clue to the cat- catastrophe. So, uh, yeah. They're going to kiss at the end. In a, in a previous mission, she looked at the moon and there was a sign that says, Moon will fall. 2020. I had no idea what this meant. I, <laughs> I thought did, it I was a like, riddle. It's just uh, <laughs> it didn't seem important, so we didn't How tell anyone. Dare you? That's my NASA bustier. <laughs> Listen, I'll watch anything she's in. I I watch if I'm on Heck an airplane yeah. and Catwoman's on, I turn the sound down and just look at it. Right. Uh, <laughs> she's like, anyway. yeah, astronaut. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, I get it. Ah! Oh, there's a pun in there. Yeah. Ah. But not <laughs> Sweet astronaut. Oh, All speaking right. of astronaut. Hey, oh, no. Well, spe- Jay. Speaking of. Jay. Go ahead. What's up? Da astronaut, though. Oh, yeah. That was good, too. That was pretty good. Jay, you're yeah, so tired. I mean, you're so tired. He just let that one go. I love how he's turned, like, his, no, he's, but... he's turned his video off so he can nap through the episode. <laughs> no, I'm here. No, he's, I was going to say... He's, speak... painted, he's painted his eyeballs on his eyelids. <laughs> Tony? Speak, speaking of astronauts, though, I, I watched all the way through Space Force. Oh, me too. Oh, yes. We should yes. talk about that a little bit uh, Let's do at it. some point. After these messages, uh, we'll be right, right, right back. It's June at Dr. Volts, and new issues are coming in every week. And they've decided to bring you the back issue blowout sale all month long at Dr. Volts Comics. Back issues are 20 to 50% off. So if you've had your eye on one of their many Golden or Silver Age comics, take 20% off all prices marked back issues, and take 50% off of thousands of back issues with new comics being added every week. Don't miss out on Dr. Volts Comics' back issue blowout sale all month long. Hold services free, and with that you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake, it's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Do you like video games? Yes. No, dude, I was talking to listeners. Oh, okay, keep going. Do you like tabletop games? Yes. I give up. If you like video games, tabletop games, and listening to me, Troll JD, check out the 3-Bit Gamer Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. All right, uh, Space Force. Yeah, Hello. back, y'all. So, can I just I, I have to throw this question out there? Why are so many reviewers dumping on this show? I have no idea. I think I, it's I think it's great. I think it's a great show, but like you guys said, I think like two episodes ago, um, it's definitely not. I think what people were expecting. Yeah. And and what I've noticed while I've been watching it, I think I've got like one episode left. Um, it's inconsistent it's really inconsistent in what it wants to be because like what the first episode into the second episode the second episode felt so slapsticky by comparison that everything else just doesn't the show doesn't really know what it wants to be and so it's kind of all over the place and that's at least the vibe that i'm getting mm. I'm, i've been in i enjoyed it i uh, binged it all in one weekend and uh i did too i i, I, I recommend it I I don't really maybe I'm just not critical. I don't have a critical enough eye to notice that was it was inconsistent. Uh, I have maybe. been criticized mm. for being t- 
too critical. So Yo, no. take everything but, I well, say no, with a grain every, of salt. <laughs> but, but, the, but what you're saying is uh, in line with some of the reviews I've read about it too. So you're not the only mm-hmm. one that's saying that. Yeah. Um, oh, it's it's got its it's got its uneven uneven moments. But uh, every every person on that show is funny. They are all they all are given very funny things to do. And uh, but at the same time, they want to advance a story as well. Um, I'm just sad that they didn't go with this for the theme song. This thing I found on the internet. Let's see if I can find it here. Space Force, space. Oh space, yeah. Space Force. <laughs> space Force, space, space, space Force. Space Force. I was just a little disappointed that they didn't go with. It. <laughs> you should write them. Go That's with a this one. right there. Yeah. Here, here's my favorite part. We're doing a tremendous amount of work in space. They said maybe we need a new force. We'll call it the Space Force. And I was not really serious. And then I said, what a great idea. Tremendous. Oh, it just keeps going. Okay. Tremendous. <laughs> this, is, this is those guys over at Shmoyohos, huh? Is that yeah. who it is? That's I think good. they're the YouTube channel, Shmoyohos yeah, or something that was like good. that. I don't know uh, who's responsible, um, but it's very funny. Yeah, but... That's just uh, hitting right there. Do, do we know if Space Force got a season two? It, it, it did, yes. Yes! Yeah, I believe it did. I say, no way! My apartment is all sealed. You're telling me that affects the ozone layer. I want to put a little spray. Space Force! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, this that's, fascism is a bop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Trump's understanding of the ozone is that he can't have his hairspray. All right. That's um, from like the 70s, <laughs> that information, the hairspray stuff. No, this is, yeah, and yeah, like his comments. Well, his comments were during his campaign. Oh, I, I, I that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, that's how out of date. Holy cow! Yeah, and and, and what did we do about that with the with the uh, CFCs in the 70s and 80s? We banded together internationally and got rid of them because you know people it was could bad. actually. Yeah, and I gave and, up and, my Aquanet. I gave up my fucking Aquanet. Well, and and guess what happened? <laughs> the ozone, the ozone hole went away. Imagine no, that. Well, it's all we, fixed. What, Everything is fixed. We, Racism is gone. No, Look I didn't what say happened that. to my hair without Aquanet. <laughs> Thank you for making that sacrifice. Thank you for taking I'll, the L on that I'll one. Never, I'll never forget uh, in Magna yeah. the, day that, the day that the uh, CFCs were, were, banned. were banned. Yeah. The all the Mandys were out there with their <laughs> droopy Utah claws. <laughs> Claws. Yeah. I didn't. Crying. I I couldn't. That's what even... they used to call it in the in the eighties. The bear the claw. Have, yeah. There was the Utah a, claw. Yeah, it was called the Utah claw. The, the the women would take their hair and 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 do it straight up, kind of like uh, in oh. something about Mary. It was <laughs> such it's a disgrace. I couldn't. I couldn't even bear to put on my Ocean Pacific T-shirt for like a month. You know, I would I would bet that if you Google imaged Utah claw hair, that it would come yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, now now Lee uh, wanted to talk about uh, the comic book situation a bit, and I did some research. Yes. And uh, here is what has happened. Uh, uh, first of all, I want to say Dave from uh, Doctor Volts is uh, he's starting to get comics again. He's he's opening up. He's you know insisting on distancing and all of that. So if you, but if you're still nervous about going into a store, call him and he will mail you your comics. And I think they're also requesting that you wear masks. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, They'll also do curbside if you want. Be a fucking human being. Wear a mask. We're requesting. We are requesting you wear a mask. Seriously, I'm so frustrated with this. 
just wear a mask because you're protecting the people around you from what you may have. And mm-hmm. even if you feel fine, you might have it. It's called so, asymptomatic. Th- yeah. Oh, look, this is what I up. love. The same people that were like, hey, you can't tell me to fucking wear a mask, man. I'm an American. L- last week are now like, hey, hey, listen to the, listen to the authorities. You guys just... <laughs> go inside. Just go inside, you know? Uh, yeah, they, they were doing their rioting for haircuts. Um, right. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> Which, w- right. yo, how fucking stupid y'all look rioting for haircuts? Exactly. Yeah, for you pr- rioting exactly. for haircuts? You look stupid, one, because your hair looks bad, and two, because yeah. you look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, you were, oh, protesting, you were protesting for chicken wings and haircuts, and now this week uh, we are protesting for something a little I'm bit more just, important. I yeah. just feel I bad for... I just feel bad for getting caught up in it because it turns out I'm bald. <laughs> turns out you just you just learned this. Anyway, the comic book, uh, comic book industry, uh, Diamond Comics has held essentially a monopoly on the distribution of mainstream comics, uh, and on the biggest publishers of industries for decades. They are the people who, you know, the comic comic book companies send their comic books to, and then Diamond Comics sends them to comic book stores and bookstores across the nation. So that's that's what's been going on. That's why we don't have spinner racks. Yeah, and uh, that's been a, a, a monopoly for quite some time. And then when the coronavirus hit, Diamond was concerned about their human capital stock and shut down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they shut down and said, we're not sending the comics out. And uh, most of the companies were understanding, but then it got to a point. Then DC started their own distribution lines uh, going around Diamond. And now DC has decided that... Uh, they're they're done with diamond. They're going to do their own distribution, and uh, it is uh, Penguin Random House and UCS Comic Distributors and Lunar Distribution, which were all put together very quickly by DC, and uh, they have decided that that's how they're going to do it. Now, this is causing some problems for some of the comic book stores. Mm. Uh, now, Dave sent me a statement saying that uh, Diamond Comics did the right thing about shutting down, and that hurt him, yeah, you know, directly. And uh, so he understood it. He said, on that note, uh, DC Comics has decided they, that now would be a great time to change up how they are distributing book and what platforms it has made trying to return to normal that much more difficult. Uh, so that's, that's his statement. And I have statements from both DC Direct and from Diamond's uh, people and Diamond says that they tried to cooperate with DC and DC just pretty much said uh, we're doing it on our own now so yeah from what research I was able to do yesterday part of the problem is that the distribution network that they've established goes through discount comic shops and they don't have any real investment in making sure that they're basically their competitors the brick and mortar stores are equipped properly it would be like if we said okay i'm going to open up a retail store but i have to buy all of my merchandise through amazon or from walmart what what motivation would they have to make sure that my stock was good or that my inventory wasn't damaged or that everything came in on time they're going to do exactly what large retailers do especially discount retailers is make sure they're taken care of first so they can take care of their customers then they'll Mm -hmm. take care of their competitors that are now their forced customers so I can see the alarm there. 
Yeah. So uh, I, I just brought that up just to remind everybody to support your local comic book store. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, Dave has been great about mailing me mine, and, and I'm looking forward to getting Daredevil back soon because, oh, it's nominated for an Eisner Award. Yeah. Ooh, Best yeah, continuing right. series. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just support your comic shops. And, uh, yeah, whether it's DC or Marvel or Oni Press or what, whatever you, whatever, what what have you. Uh, Unless it's Dark Horse, because fuck Dark Horse. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know we, I didn't know he was at it like Dark, with, with, <laughs> yeah, with dark Horse like that. Uh, I just, <laughs> like, you know, for once I would like Dark Horse to give one of their comics a budget. Oh. oh drink. <laughs> Drink. Uh, Wait, no, it wasn't in reference to Netflix, though. So does it, it don't still matter count? Anymore. Okay, There's okay, no still rules. counts. Okay, whatever I drank any says, drink. Whatever he says, the B word. All right, we're gonna take a break, and we'll come back with uh, some news. All right. After these messages, we'll be right back. Right. It's June at Dr. Volts, and new issues are coming in every week. And they've decided to bring you the back-issue blowout sale. All month long at Dr. Volts Comics, back-issues are 20 to 50% off. So if you've had your eye on one of their many Golden or Silver Age comics, take 20% off all prices marked back-issues, and take 50% off the thousands of back-issues with new comics being added every week. Don't miss out on Dr. Volts Comics' back-issue blowout sale all month long. Hold services free, and with that you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. And we're back. Okay. Um, I listen to a podcast called... I, I know there are no other podcasts. I know that. So do you listen to us first? Yeah, yeah. Us first. Of course. Then, then other podcasts. There's nothing wrong with that. Throw yeah. a gadget spot in there once in a while. Sure. Uh, but I listen to one uh, called The Smartest Man in the World, and it's Greg Proops. It's good. And uh, good. He, he just, uh, you know, he pretty much just freeforms for an hour. Um, but uh, he has, uh, he'll, he'll do some fun stuff, and then toward the end he'll go, okay, here comes the boring preachy part, where he makes you aware of things in the world that you need to be aware of. And he does it in a funny way, but uh, he's got very much an opinion, and... Uh, I guess what I'm saying to our Geek Show listeners is stand by for the boring preachy part because uh, <laughs> we kept we kept it light last week and uh, but there's just too much happening in the world it's 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 starting to uh, starting to be everywhere and so that I don't completely outrage you with just a sermon or a preach um, I found ways that we can use geek stuff to teach it. Hmm. Uh, if you've been on Twitter this week, you've seen John Boyega. Yo, that shit was fucking lit. He was he was great. Uh, he was standing in the middle of the parks in London, giving speeches and uh, supporting everybody. He's, he says he was standing in Hyde Park, 
saying black lives have always mattered. We've always been important. We've always meant something. We've always uh, succeeded regardless. Uh, today is about innocent people who are halfway through their process. We don't know what George Floyd could have achieved. We don't know what Sandra Bland could have achieved. But today we're going to make sure that that won't uh, be an alien thought to our loved ones. We don't leave here to stop. This is longevity. Some of you are artists. Some of you are bankers. Some of you are lawyers. Some of you own shops. Uh, you're important. Your individual power, your individual right is very, very important. We can all join together to make this a better world. And after he posted that, he openly wondered, I wonder if this is going to affect my career. Because that's, that's very real. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I thought it was great. All kinds of people from the industry uh, backed him up. You know, people nice. like, uh, you know, who said, if we have anything to say about it, you're going to be working for a very long time. Guys like uh, uh, Jordan Peele, Victoria Mahoney, Matthew Cherry, Franklin Leonard, J.J. Abrams, Kathy Yan, Edgar Wright, Duncan Jones. These are just a few of the names that said that they're going to keep him uh, overemployed. Um, <laughs> and it's completely and, fucked up that he even has to worry about that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. well, but then Lucasfilm stepped up and uh, they have publicly, uh, publicly spoken out in support of Boyega um, oh. on, the, on the official Star Wars website. We, we will commit to being part of the change that is long overdue in the world. I wish they would have supported uh, Kelly, uh, uh, Kelly Marie Tran. But, oh, uh, no, they, they totally got her with Rise of Skywalker. Did you see how much they expanded on her character and yeah. how much screen time they gave her? But uh, I'm glad they stepped up for John Boyega. Uh, and also on the Star Wars official Star Wars Twitter account, uh, they posted the same statement. And Disney uh, is donating uh, $5 million to support nonprofit organizations that advance social justice, $2 million of which is going to the NAACP. Nice. And since we're on the John Boyega topic, I'd just like to point out that uh, Finn is a cop who walks off the job when he sees atrocities being committed. Yep. There you go. And there it is. So I thought that was very cool. Anybody? Oh, no. I mean, it's, a, it's a, I think what he did was fantastic. And if you want to see what he's up against, just read the comments section where people are ripping him yeah. for everything exactly. from, you know, his acting, which, frankly, if you've seen Attack the Block, he's an amazing actor. Um, exactly. No, Pacific Rim 2 was not his fault. He sure he was no. a producer on it. He was enthusiastic <laughs> about it. But um, and everything that you think should have been better about Star Wars is your own perception of uh, expectations that they could never match in the first place. The dude is an amazing actor and his heart is in the right place. And uh, maybe let him grieve with the world for a few minutes before you try taking yeah. him down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Another place where the geek world is uh, stepping up again is uh, as demonstrations continue this week. Uh, you have probably seen close-up of some police officers' uniforms, and a lot of them have the Punisher skull on uh, like Yep, the most problematic superhero of them all. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Jerry Conway, who created the character, um, they're being very vocal on social media. Uh, I mean, as a, as a reminder, the Punisher skull logo itself was inspired by similar imagery of the uh, Totenkampf, a skull and crossbones used by military forces in uh, the German Empire, Nazi SS, 19th it, and 20th it centuries. literally means death head. Yeah. Totenkampf. Uh, and uh, Conway has been very vocal about the misappropriation 
and evangelization of the Punisher uh, by uh, the police. I'll, also, I'll tell you, every time I see a truck with the Punisher skull on it, mm-hmm. like oh. in the back window, I'm just like, there's a fucking asshole. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. Uh, but uh, Conway has um, uh, stepped forward and reminded everybody he made a statement. The vigilante anti-hero is fundamentally a critique of the justice system, an example of social failure. So when cops put Punisher skulls on their cars or members of the, of the military wear Punisher skull patches, they're basically sides with an enemy of the system. Uh, this is back in 2019, uh, uh, January 2019, he said this. Uh, they are embracing an outlaw mentality. Whether you think the Punisher is justified or not, whether you admire his code of ethics, he is an outlaw. He is a criminal. Police should yep. not be embracing a criminal as their symbol. He's a serial killer, man. He is a serial killer. <laughs> Unchecked uh, rage issues. Exactly. And this was addressed in an issue of the comic book. I lost, oh, damn, my, my thing lost the number of the comic book. Uh, the imagery of the uh, vigilante spokesman for the comics pu- publisher indicated that uh, while it's taking seriously any unlicensed use of its imagery by officers, we stand against racism, we stand for inclusion. Uh, they're uh, reminded everybody they're making. Oh, here it is, here it is. Uh, as for the publisher's beliefs, they also point to uh, the company's uh, stance laid out in July 2019, that far ago. The Punisher uh, issue number 13 makes it clear where Marvel Comics stands about the use of the Punisher logo. And it's in that issue, Frank Castle, confronted by two NYPD officers while on the hunt in the city for Baron Zemo. Uh, As the duo move in to detain Castle, they realize they're standing in front of the Punisher. And uh, before lowering their weapons and taking out their phones to request pictures. Oh, jeez. Uh, explaining to a confused castle that they're members of the internal NYPD group that are massive fans of the Punisher. Uh, The offers reveal that they have decals of his skull emblem on their patrol car. Castle then tears it off, rips it up, and then says to them, I'll say this once, we're not the same. You took an oath to uphold the law. You help people. I gave Mm -hmm. that up a long time ago. You don't do what I do. Nobody does. If you boys need a role model, his name is Captain America, and he'd be happy to have you. Yep. Yep. So, once again, if you have a family member who is a cop, has this on his car, point it out to them. He is a serial killer. He is not a hero. Well, and I bet a, a majority of these people that have the decals have never read a comic, have yeah. never read a Punisher comic. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was going to say. It gets frustrating to see uh, people to take a vertical slice of something and yeah. say, I like that. And then they, you know, profess to be similar to that or whatever. And it's like, you, you don't understand the whole picture at all. You saw one piece and decided you'd glom onto it. And. That's you know that's that's what's happening here with the Punishers. Oh yeah, he's he's standing up for what's re- yeah. He's a killer. He's a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. And they even admit to it, like Carrie said, in an issue, July 2019. He says to the cops, "I'm a bad person. You don't mm-hmm. do what I do." Exactly. Yeah, super powered PTSD. That's it. 
Yeah, yeah. That's that, a perfect that's, way of describing it. That's his superpower. It. Yep. That's it. Well, it's the same group oh, of people. Uh, oh, that... actually, uh, super po- uh, his superpower is PTSD and an enormous amount of white privilege. There we go. Uh, yeah, that, yes, that, that's what it is. Well, it's that's the same it people that uh, you know they they love Wolverine so much because they want to they want to be able to berserk her out and and slash the shit out of everything, and that's not what makes Wolverine a hero, right? It's the restraint. Yeah. Exactly. It's the restraint that makes yeah. him a hero. It's the same thing with the Hulk. The Hulk isn't a hero because it can smash and destroy everything. The Hulk mm-hmm. is a hero because there's an inner humanity there that actually perseveres from time to time. Mm-hmm. Superman must treat everything like cardboard, especially <laughs> Lois. <laughs> <laughs> Restraint. Oh, that was in. That was, was in. A, no, that was in a Frank Miller comic. Actually, mm-hmm. he was writing Superman. He did the same thing. You uh, can break dance on cardboard. <laughs> Therefore, you can I've, break yo, dance on Superman. Me, I can. If Superman started busting some windmills <laughs> in battle, yo, like that would create like a crazy cyclone <laughs> and like probably knock somebody in the face and then like knock you know or like what if you know how in the old. Like Gene Hackman, Superman shits, where Christopher Reeve like went around the world and turned like turned back time. What if he did that with windmills on cardboard, like he was breakdancing trying to save a community center? I'm sorry. The ult- <laughs> the ultimate breakdance fight, right there. Yes, I'd, and I'd pay to see it. I would pay to see that. Who, well, I mean, who would he be going up against? Clark Kent, just like nah. in Superman. Right. He had that nah, fight. It'd be a bunch of starros because they got like multiple limbs and shit. Yeah, they can break dance even easier with the extra limbs. What what right? about the Flash? Well, the thing is, though, the Flash could just, like, vibrate real fast and say, there, I just did everything that he did. Trust me. <laughs> you couldn't yeah, see you it. It was too it. fast. You guys that's, just couldn't see it. That's, the, that's a cop out. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is a cop. Uh, and then I found this. Uh, this was on Decider.com, written by Megan O'Keefe. HBO's Watchmen was ahead of its time by nine months. Oh, jeez. For real. <laughs> uh, and so I've, I've started rewatching it, and I watched the first episode. Yeah. I, it's so fucking good and smart and sees the future, and I, I would say watch it, but don't, because it will just depress you, as mm. it did me. That's why but this is we never missed the second episode because Rachel just shut down as we're yeah. watching it. So. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is uh, this is a great article. Go and read it. Uh, a little black boy watching cops murder his parents and looters burn down his neighborhood. People walking the streets in masks so they can stay safe while keeping other people safe. A political divide so stark it stretches like a scar across the country. Systematic racism infiltrating the police force, political leadership, and potentially the highest office in the land. May sound like 2020, but it's from 2019's Watchmen on HBO. Uh, It premiered on October, uh, last October. And just, again, go read this article on Decider uh, from Megan O'Keefe. It uh, it makes an awful lot of points. I won't uh, I won't bore you, reading it here. But uh, well, just just this paragraph. Watchman starts off by painting the cops as good guys on the side of protecting civil liberties, but winds up peeling back the layers of racism to reveal white supremacist agenda lurking at the heart of the institutions that we trust. From the Klan-robed Judd Crawford, Don Johnson's closet, to the revelation that Will Reeves, Louis Gossett Jr. Uh, suited up as the original vigilante hooded justice to fight back against the white supremacist during the 40s. Uh, Watchmen did it all, 
to make us question our saviors. I thought was the, the best point of the entire article. So, there you go. Um, if, you're, if you're protesting, good for you. I support you. Yeah. If you're protesting, um, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you. Um, I went to a peaceful protest um, in my neighborhood that they actually tried to cancel. Actually, they they, they officially canceled it because they were fear they were they were fearing that uh, the police department was getting threats that there would be white supremacists there trying to disrupt the protest. So mm-hmm. they canceled it officially canceled it but guess what people still showed out people still showed up and if you are protesting do it peacefully you know i trust me there are with everything going on yes i am i am angry beyond angry and i'm even and it's bittersweet to see so many people show up so fucking late to the party mm-hmm. It's yeah. very bittersweet. And I'm sorry and I to to if I sound rude, but we needed y'all a long fucking time ago. Also, do not violently protest, start breaking a bunch of shit because guess what? It, it makes it harder for me to live. It comes back on me tenfold. Mm-hmm. So think about that when you throw a, a fucking brick through a window or damage property. We need awesome. to take this shit seriously. We need to educate ourselves. Trust me. Some of us, I know they want to see the world burn right now. And some, and it's because something has got to give, but we're really fucking tired. And I, I, I wish I could articulate this better and present a better argument and come with more stats, data, facts, charts. Motherfuckers love charts and memes these days. <laughs> but I will tell you right now, we don't need your anger it's it's the time for anger it's is past that we got to go into action now with the plan and i'm telling you please do your research help out in your communities if you see a person that if you if you go to a community that's not like yours and do some fucking work mm-hmm. just 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 be a part of the community get to know your police department okay i had to go down and to my local police department i introduced myself And we had a great conversation about what they are doing to better police in their neighborhood. I came as a concerned citizen. They showed me respect. I showed them respect. Some of you might some of you might be listening, saying, oh, Jay might be sucking up to the cops. No, I'm middle. I'm very middle ground. As much as I want to see. There's that part of me that wants to see it all burned down, but there's that part of me that's just like you got to you got to maintain peace. Because I'm tired of, of fighting like this. I'm tired of violence. I'm tired of brutality. Okay? So please, just do better. I guess. I'm sorry. if No, that's, that's yeah. right there. Right there. Mm-hmm. You don't need to apologize, well, man. And I, but I'm going to say, like, I just, how long have I known you, Jay? It's been. About six years now, which I'm yeah. very proud to say. And I'll got, I got to say, so, like, I went to school at Westminster. I had to take a class, and 
part of it was talking about white privilege. And this was uh, 11 years ago, and I didn't get it. I was like, what? No, it's not a thing, right? And I really didn't get that I live in a different America than other people until I got to know you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes me want to tear up a little bit, talk about it, because I've seen it now with my awesome little brown kids that I teach, you know, my, my mostly Hispanic students. And I'll never forget. It was like four, it's like four screenings in a row. Wasn't it? You guys. Yeah. Where, quite, I think so. Yeah. Quite a few where, in a row. So, you know, when we, when we used to go to the movie theater, <laughs> you know, back in the, back in the before back in the, four, back in the, the back in the before four. Yeah. Um, we always sit with the critics, right? And Jay, when he first started coming to the um, screenings and sitting with us, the people that, like, are the security or whatever the fuck you call them for the screenings, mm -hmm. would come up and go, um, sir, this is for press. You can't sit there. And we're like, he is fucking press. You know what I mean? And it literally happened four times in a row. You know what I mean? And I, and then I was just like, holy shit. And then how many times did you, people don't know this, but how, several times when he was coming up to record in the basement, got pulled over for fucking nothing. At least twice. Yeah. And I think, and I remember told me, you told me one time you got pulled over and you were in your uniform. Yeah. yeah. That was, you know? uh, that, that was, was the one right that really... That blew my that mind was the most. Where it was right off of like Liberty Park over by Park Cafe and shit. Yeah. 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 And then I've got another example. Um, and it fucking broke my heart. Um, we went to a local, uh, for a field trip, we went to a local um, museum. I'm not going to say it because I don't want it to blow back, but um, lots of different schools there, including. Uh, like uh, one of those prep academies, you know, where the, I'm saying, a bunch of white kids and ties and their uniform and stuff, you know. And I was there with my mostly Hispanic kids. And um, like I said, probably 10 different schools there. But we were the brownest school. Okay. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, and we got done got on the bus and well before we got on the bus uh, they they came out and accused our our group of kids of stealing something okay and they didn't like i said we were the last or like you know the middle group or whatever you know what i mean we were not the last people in that room and um they wouldn't let us leave we had to make the kids turn out their pockets. Mm -hmm. um, and just seeing the dismay. And, and I'm like, and I didn't know what to fucking do, right? They weren't going to let us leave. You know, and we filed a complaint, but I'm just like, I bet the, I bet the kids in the ties aren't getting searched, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just thought, it's fucked up. We live in two different Americas. 
mm-hmm. know? Or three, or four, or five. Or four, no. yeah. No. Institutional racism is, uh, it's not just in the police force, although it's pretty, <laughs> pretty heavy there. It's everywhere. It's in every institution. It's in media. Uh, medical. It's, it's in medical. It's, it's everywhere. And well, I think the most poignant thing I saw this week was uh, a statement that it's baked into the DNA of a country that was built on stolen labor. So, right. yeah. Um, well, and let's just say I've been listening and I, you know, I didn't know this until recently that police were created to enforce Jim Crow laws and, mm-hmm. and uh, to keep slaves in line. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's why it was, you know, that's why we have a police force. Mm-hmm. So they got to look at, we got to look and go, the best way I heard it put, you know, because I went to college and I listened to NPR. I know everything. <laughs> um, uh, we got to look at our reforming the police forces just like this. If we started it today. If we started the police force today, what is their role in a democracy? Mm-hmm. What do they do? You know, it needs to be junked and start over. A reboot. This shit, this shit shouldn't be happening in 2020, man. It should not be yeah. fucking happening. There's uh, a really good NPR article. I'm sorry, Tony, to cut you, you off on that. Uh, there's a futurist who actually broke down the, the massive problems within the police force, aside from the institutional racism. And a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, we expect them to be social workers. We expect them to be a lot of things that they're not actually designed or trained to be. Um, and one thing they're not trained to do right now is de-escalate. They're not trained to de-escalate at all. They're just trained to basically stop things from happening. And that's yeah. that's a huge, huge problem. But do we really need a police force? That's a question I don't have an answer for. But we definitely need a different police force. I was just going to say that I, anyone that's listening, and if you're part of the police force, I, I hope that that you can help be part of the solution yes. and help from within. You know yes. you know who you work with that have issues with, with this, I, issues with exactly. racism. Exactly. And, I know we and, have... and, 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 and help them out, help them to understand their view is incorrect and what they need to do to, to better themselves and be more like you, be more like part of the solution. Um, the, the worst part about that video of the elderly man that was knocked over in my eyes wasn't that he was knocked over it was how many policemen stepped over his bleeding body without stopping to help and they were actually stopping people from to go and try to help that yeah and so if you're if you're inside the police force um i appreciate everything that you do that's good and i hope you can help affect the change from within your ranks well, and I'll tell you, I know we have at least one police officer who yeah. listens to this show. Yeah. And I'm saying, we're not, we're not talking about you, Steve. That's what I'm, that, <laughs> and, that, and that's the point I'm you know trying I mean? to make. That's the point I'm exactly. trying to make, yeah. too. Um, we, we, know you're, we know you do better, and I hope that you can help influence the ones that mm-hmm. don't Agreed. do better. And I think Agreed. if anyone's a police officer that listens to this show, they're yeah. one of the good ones. They, yeah. yeah. Because they would have. Sure. They would have they, left this show a long, a long time, time ago. <laughs> yeah, they, they would have they turned us off know? long ago. Probably. Yeah. All right. So anyway, may I make us a couple suggestions on some literature that people can read? That is absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, so just that they'll real stop quick, asking you. 
I mean, well, no. You know what? Honestly, I don't mind. It's just, yeah, it's just when you get about 72 of those texts from 72 different people, it's just, it's a lot. Like, and, but I try to address it. So, um, I would, I, there's a book that I need to read, but I, it keeps, it keeps popping up. A friend of mine sent it to me by uh, Rennie Edo Lodge, Why I'm No Longer Talking to, pe- to White People About Race. Go read oh. that. Um, More Than Enough by Elaine Welter. Walter Roth. Uh, there's a book called White Fragility. I forget who, who wrote that one. Uh, make sure you check that one out. There's a book called Citizen. Make sure you check that out. Literally read anything by James Baldwin. The James Baldwin ones yeah. are uh, hit will hit home because he was writing these things. What almost 60 years ago? Even longer than that. Yeah. I mean, and so like these are old essays, and it'll just really blow your mind as as how far we still need to go. Uh, read uh, the new Jim Crow by uh, Michelle Williams. Uh, read um, things that make white people uncomfortable by Michael Bennett. Uh, he plays for the uh, plays in the NFL. Um, there's a there's a couple more, but please like read those. Read those. Like do mm-hmm. some research. That's why I said it's like I, I you're not gonna solve racism by checking on your black friend. It's it's very nice yeah. and it's very appreciated. And it just doesn't go for black people. Or, you know this goes for brown people. You know Asians. Everybody, like everybody that's in this, because we're all in it together. I check on my mm-hmm. white friends. I'm like, y'all, because I see my allies, they doing their thing, and I appreciate it. And I'm like, y'all good, because I know I'm like trying to feed them more literature so that they can explain to their families that like don't want them coming to Thanksgiving now because of the shit that they that they that they passionate and truly believe. So mm-hmm. we got to help each other, you know. So yeah. if I'm slow to get back to y'all on a text, like, well, listen, I'm just I'm. It's my self-care trying to kick in. I was just saying earlier, institutional racism is everywhere. And it's it's up to each one of us, each one of you, to, in the institutions that you're in, take a hard look at it and do something about it. When it happens, speak up. I have another book for you. Uh, Oh, what's that? It was just made free. Uh, It's actually free. It's, uh, the book is called Stamped from the Beginning, The Definitive History of Racism uh, Racism Ideals in America. It's by Ibram X. Kendi. Uh, and I have a couple of friends who passed that on to me. They, uh, the author made the book free on Spotify. He's the founding director of the Anti-Racist Policy Center and a history professor. Um, and it just won the National Book Award. So it's powerful reading. And uh, since it's free, you have no fucking excuse but to read it. He also has a book called How to Be an Anti-Racist. Hey! hey. Well, it doesn't hey. get much more straightforward on the title than yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that All one's right. on Anti- Spotify, Lee, you say? Yep. So I can listen to it? Yep. Yes. You don't have to strain don't have your to, eyes. Don't have to read? <laughs> Anti-racism for dummies. <laughs> yeah. And what you were talking about earlier, Jay, about uh, about the property damage aspect of it, I know people are getting mad out there, but there's another thing that you need to be careful about is that there are some um, there are some white supremacy groups that are coming into peaceful protests and they are damaging property, trying to escalate conflict with the police because they're trying to start a race war. Mm-hmm. So the next step for all of us is to start policing that shit so the police don't have to. Exactly. So if you start yeah. seeing people throwing bricks through windows, stop them. Yep. And that means yeah. that I might have to bit my big fat ass in front of somebody who's looking to do property damage, but guess what? It's time for people like us to do that. The, right. the best example I saw of this was, uh, there was a video where there's this uh, white kid 
and he's uh, smashing windows with his skateboard, right? Yeah. And then he goes and he starts banging on this other one, right? And uh, these four African-American dudes walk up and pulled the skateboard out of his hand and said, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You nice. know? And then they're like, and they're like we're keeping your skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> walked off. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, the only thing that skateboard's for is hitting the guy with the bow and the arrow in the face. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's like, there's a big difference between protesters and looters. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. You know uh, rioters. Yeah, but yeah. Stop, stop changing the narrative, man. Help redirect the anger. Direct yeah. that anger towards the institutions that are making the shit happen in the first place. You're knocking over. I mean, what, what, are the, what are the cops talking about about the protests in Salt Lake last week? They destroyed one of the police cars. That's the only narrative that they have right now. And if we hadn't allowed that to happen, they would have no narrative other than people showed up to peacefully protest a terrible fucking thing. So mm-hmm. exactly. let's mm-hmm. take that away right. from them. Uh, games, Tony? <laughs> oh, yeah, games. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I, I had no segue. Uh, <laughs> They're if, actually... this was the eight, if this was the 80s, an 80s movie, that uh, sound of the record scratching would have just happened. Ear, <laughs> ear. No, there's... I feel like there needs to be a video game about 2020. Uh, <laughs> It's going to be like a, just, a couple of chapters in history books, and it needs to be at least three three different uh, video games to to tell the whole story. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, <laughs> I saw I saw a meme that says uh, the chapter in the history books about twenty twenty is going to be a real humdinger. It's going to be <laughs> real real big. Uh, there's actually nothing worth nothing. talking about on games this right. week. Uh, some some good stuff coming in a couple of weeks, but nothing right now. Okay. Okay. Is there any like silly game that is just like absurd? There's, in my in my list, I have there's two two uh, games coming out this week. One is called 1971 Project Helios, okay. uh, and then okay. the other one is called War Warborn. And that's that's all I got for you this week. There's Jesus, all literally fun. nothing. That doesn't sound inspiring at all. Oh, so go. I was hoping for like a <laughs> yeah. Go play. Like I was some... hoping for just like a silly, aloof game, like ball in a cup or something. <laughs> you know, or like I... put the shit over there. Go... What's what? Put what's the, the shit one over that... there. Euro what's Trucker the... 2019. What's yeah. the one that Shannon likes so much? Katamari is that? Oh, it? Katamari Damacy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's called well, roll they... that shit up over there. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they retooled the original one for the Switch, I found out. Yep, yep. Oh, good. X going to buy it for me. There you go. Just nice. go go, go play some games you already own. If you need some escapism, which I think we all do now and again, go yeah. go, go hit up your backlog and, and play something you already own and uh, enjoy that. You guys, right. I'm back on the crush. <laughs> the crush? The uh, soda? <laughs> no, I'm back on the crush, man. Back on the candy crush. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I told you. Lee, <laughs> Lee, that Dragon Ball is looking too hard. good. Yeah, it's yeah. getting better. It's getting better. So started, uh, yeah. Can I bring you some figures? <laughs> yeah, I got some of yours are almost painted too. So Almost? Uh, no, they're like, all of them have paint on them. They're within, uh, well, if I were to talk like Spock from Wrath of Khan, I'd say they were within two to 17 years worth of being painted. Okay. <laughs> what were but, you going to say, Carrie? Uh, speaking of the Candy Crush, uh, Sue has abandoned Candy Crush, and she's now on The Sims. Oh, oh. well. Oh, that's, uh, you should get Sue Animal Crossing. That would be so fun. I think so she'd fun. like it. She'd I think she would love like it. it. Yeah, because sometimes those raccoons, they make you some really cool outfits to wear when you go visit your friend's <laughs> islands. Freaking Timmy and Tommy, man. Yeah, those raccoons. <laughs> well, Amazing. Mr. B, if you would, please. Oh, shit, guys, I gotta go. The hams are fighting. 
Ha <laughs> <laughs>